This is GSAP Conversations from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dina Malandraus. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Shritama from the AD program. And I'm Yuling from the AMMARC program. Welcome back to GSAP Conversations. In this podcast episode, architect Carme Pinos speaks with AMMARC student Maru Benavides. Pinos is the founder of Barcelona-based Estudio Carme Pinos. Her sharp approach to design, anchored by a constant focus on experimentation and research, has made her work on a worldwide recognition at the same time that Barcelona architecture has cemented its own identity and reputation throughout Europe and South and North America. Through their conversation, Pino shared with us her love of simplicity and natural materials. She gives us a glimpse into her design philosophy that prioritizes human relations. She also closely considers context and is spatially and programmatically generous toward the people. She talks about how she worked with the current market-driven building culture as a contemporary architect. Thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Maru Perez. I'm a second-year AMARC student from Mexico, and I'm here today with Carme Pinos. Carme Pinos set up her own studio in 1991. Since then, she has worked on numerous projects ranging from urban refurbishments and public works to furniture design. When looking at your work, something that immediately stands out is scale variety. Is there a particular scale in which you feel the most comfortable working with? In, in a way, to make design and furniture is something that appeared the last years. No? I am architect, but my philosophy, my, I manage with different scale. If you observe my furniture, the expression of structure, it's the same how I make a building. My shelf, only a blend uh, iron. Yeah, no? like a single that, extrusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, it works like an structure. Mm-hmm. You can express with a simple sketch. Mm? I see. The same way in architecture. I like a lot the, the dynamism. I work with a lot, not with the static sense. Uh, with the structure, with the simplicity, and furniture and architecture are different, but behind there is the same thought, the same way to do things. Does that same design approach apply to the urban scale as well? Like jumping from furniture to building to the Mm. urban? Yeah, I like to, to play with relations. Mm-hmm. No, human relations. Mm-hmm. For example, my furniture to to make the the, the similitude. To me, the most important is the relation with the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for example, when you observe my furniture, they permit to make different composition. I I permit the user to enter in the game. Nothing is stat- static in urban in architecture, it's a, a little the same. I play with relation, I play with mm-hmm. movement that uh, rebota, I don't know how to say Bounce it. around, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And it's never the hierarchy, never mm-hmm. something static. My philosophy, my way to, to understand the world mm-hmm. is the same in when I make furniture, that I make an, a master plan, and I make architecture. It's a philosophy. It's a way to understand. And keeping in mind the human scale. Always the human scale, always relation, 
always the uh, the intervention of the others. Mm? Right. And I guess that brings me on to the next point. What about context? What, mm. So if we have on one hand the human scale, how mm. does context come in? Yeah. Each time that I start a project, I listen to the, the context. The context are telling me things. I want to be part of the context. I don't want to to impose my, my action. Architecture is an action. I don't impose my action. My action is the result of to understand the context, to understand the question that the context put to me. Right, and sometimes that action, that result is seamless, and sometimes it's something that stands out. When a piece of architecture you design, if it stands out from the context, is that also a response to the context itself? Yeah, but sometimes it's, it's more um, when you don't enter in dialogue with the context. Mm -hmm. That means that you have your own philosophy that is not in relation with the site, mm -hmm. and you impose. Okay. Possible to make good architect, but it's more the expression of a, always the same other expression of philosophy. Always, if the philosophy, like my philosophy, is that everything is a devenir, like it's meant to yeah, come through an organic. I am in a way more oriental in this way. Everything is more a devenir, fluid. Okay, no? fluid, yeah. balance. I guess speaking about balance and the connection and the fluid connections with the urban context, can you speak a little about material honesty in your yeah. projects? Yeah, I, I like to use a natural material mm -hmm. also because this material, when with the time, become old. Right, ages. But, ages, uh -huh. but no spoiled. Right. I said there are some materials that with the time became spoiled, mm -hmm. right. yep. and then another became old. Right. Mm -hmm. The natural one, with the time, expressed the time. A stone, right. with the time, it's an old stone, but don't suggest you that this is spoiled. I the see. plastic, with the time, I see. rubbish. When I do work, with um, this kind of material, natural. I say honesty in the sense that the wood are honest because they don't pretend to, do, to be another thing that they are, no? For example, with the plastic that can manage to seem like a stone or to seem with the time they be, uh, become spoiled, rubbish. I see. Because as designers, we're not building something to exist within that instant. We are designing for the future, so we need to take yeah. into account. Yeah, but the, the, this is the problem, no? Because uh, our culture now seems that everything must be for a short time. Right. Yeah, no? Uh, before the buildings was, no, when they make a cathedral, a, a temple. Forever, no? I because see, yeah. Nowadays, no one believes in ever. And they, but they need to resolve problems very quickly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to earn money very quickly. Doesn't matter what happened 100 years later. Mm -hmm. 
and for the dress on the materials and, and uh, the philosophy that was behind the architecture is changing. But yeah. I say all the time that architecture starts destroying things. To be possible to build a building, you must cut trees sometimes, cut mountains, change the, the, the topography, and these things is, are not way back. Yeah. And, and we must be careful because you say, okay, I build, and in the next 10 years I'm going to change the building and I'm going to, I don't need mm, material forever, no? But be careful because you destroy things to make the building, and this is forever. Right. Maybe the architecture can change, but the topography never will be the same. The culture, our culture, our, our situation is so different than before. And architecture always has been the expression of the culture. And it's different now. Do you think that now, like architecture is trying to show something that the culture is not? Are we trying to build something that doesn't really show what our culture is about? I think a culture, uh, architecture is too much at the service of the market. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the market is very speculative. They don't think with long distance. They want to earn money tomorrow. And that, uh, in architecture, have problems, no? And also, everything each time is more and more standard, spectacular, because the spectacle also to be consumed. Mm? Right. And, and the architecture now is, on one hand, very standard, no risk, and for another hand, very spectacular. Yeah, the market wants a flashy yeah. design. It's yeah. not easy times. And how do you deal with it as an architect when a client is seeking something quick, something... I must say that in Spain, uh, the, the, after the crisis, the thing changed a lot. Hmm? Not for good. Before the administration make a lot of competitions. Hmm? And now it's... It's the private that only make things and, and the private when benefits. Uh, but for me, still the city and the people, uh, how the people use the architecture to make relations, to make a sensation and human behavior. And I believe a lot in the responsibility of the architecture and I work in this way. Well, I had read that you consider the architect's job to be about responsibility and the spirit of generosity. How Absolutely. does the spirit of generosity play into Absolutely. the architect's job? Yeah. Also, one creative must be generous. Yeah. An artist must be generous. It's not, it's not art. I see. And architecture have the responsibility to give the the space that people live, enter in relation. And if you make this with not generosity, you make the, the thing small. Right. And maybe the people feel compressed. Yeah, like a smaller cluster. The generosity, I, I talk a lot about responsibility, but a lot of also about generosity. It must be the basement of all our actions. Yeah, 
So it's generosity in space and giving people room to breathe. Yeah, generosity to offer your right. work, uh, to enter in the thought of the other, uh, to, to try to understand how they, the other feel. Mm. Right, so it shouldn't be selfish. It should yeah. be about giving. Mm. Yeah, that is really interesting. I was wondering, since earlier you were talking about working with clients and what the market wants, what do you find about working in different countries? Because I know a lot of your work mm. has been some of it in Mexico and Spain, a project in Australia. How do you find these cultural differences? How do you provide generosity and responsibility for different cultures around the world? The first thing is, is to try to understand mm -hmm. the different culture. When the first time that I, I went to Mexico, I write a lot about Mexico. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carlos Fuentes, uh, Octavio Paz. I, I, I try to, to enter all the time in contact with the culture. Mm -hmm. And I, I live all the time, I say with antennas, uh -huh. I say. Yeah, like uh, sensing. Yeah, trying to, to, to feel how is the place that I am. You're designing for that yes, place. Yes, and it's important to understand the people that live in, in different countries. It's not only physical, it's the mm -hmm. culture is not physical, it's not only monuments, it's how the people enter in relation with his own monument. How, how they understand his own landscape, uh, his own culture. I know it's, it's important for an architect uh, to listen a lot yeah. and to try to understand. First, to act, to be quiet, to understand, no? to enter inside of the place that you, are, uh, you, you need to walk. Mm -hmm. Not only in, in, in the physical, hmm? also in, in the spiritual. Okay, la vamos a hacer en español. La otra pregunta que tengo es sobre la visión de incorporar la experiencia humana y la sensación humana en, el, en la escala del edificio. De alguna manera, cuando dices el, el comportamiento humano, ¿no? o sea, la arquitectura es el detonante de, de, de comportamientos, de, de sentimientos, de. de de sensaciones. Así es. Cuando tú estás en una habitación que entra el sol, es muy distinto cuando estás en una habitación que las ventanas son altas y que está a la sombra. O sea, como te, la arquitectura es lo que te hace sentir de una manera o de otra. Estamos más tiempo dentro de, de espacios cerrados que en la calle. ¿no? Y cuando estás en la calle también es arquitectura porque es la ciudad. ¿no? Entonces, eh, tú has de trabajar en, en estas sensaciones que tú quieres crear y claro. para esta tú has de entender el, el, el ser humano cómo cómo quiere sentirse cómo una persona es feliz y no en todas las partes es, es, es igual por eso la cultura de cada lugar es tan importante porque lo que es mm, espectacular en un sitio en el otro es normal claro. lo que, la, la, cómo vive en el exterior en un lugar es muy distinto de cómo lo vive en otro. Yo me acuerdo que una vez, hace muchos años, hice una conferencia en el norte de Europa, en Trondheim, un lugar que hace mucho frío y 
todo el rato estaba hablando del espacio público y del espacio público donde se reunían la gente porque yo estaba hablando del Mediterráneo y ellos me dijeron es que nosotros el espacio público es el salón de nuestras casas porque sí. es donde nos reunimos porque hace, estaba, estaba dando esta conferencia estábamos a más de 23 grados bajo cero claro entonces claro, tú has de entender si tú empiezas a hacer plazas eh, y porches igual porches sí porque no se mojan ¿no? Sí. Lo que decir pero no será un porche para que no se mojen no para protegerlos del sol sí porque la comodidad para una persona no es sí. lo mismo en un lugar que en otro, en otro. Y, y cómo se relacionan también también depende de sus religiones religión ¿eh? cultura personalidades la manera de entender el mundo de un oriental antes hablaba de, de esta fluidez no sí. y de esta el oriental budista lo original Uh -huh. para nosotros que es lo original, ¿no? Sí. Eh, dicen esto es falso, esto es original. Ellos tienen mucho más este fluir, ¿no? Uh -huh. No, no tiene este concepto nuestro que han manipulado. Esto es una copia, lo original. Claro. No, no, el concepto de copia no lo tienen como nosotros, ¿no? Entonces tú no puedes ir imponiendo pues, tu cultura ya, ¿no? si claro. realmente quieres hacer un servicio a ellos, ¿no? Sí, me gusta mucho la idea, eh, la geografía o el, la ubicación determinado tanto el concepto mm. como la necesidad de cierta arquitectura en ese lugar. Mm. Siempre pensando en la escala humana. Sí. Volvemos Siempre a lo pensando mismo. La, en la escala humana, porque me la arquitectura parece. nace de una necesidad humana. Así es. ¿eh? Va más allá de lo que es una, una cueva para protegerse. ¿eh? En realidad, yo creo que las primeras arquitecturas fueron los templos, ¿no? Reunían una comunidad. Sí, o sea, mucho más allá de las necesidades. Es mucho más allá de las necesidades. Lo que pasa es que, que nacen de necesidades siempre, la arquitectura es fruto de una demanda. ¿Mm? Lo que pasa es que tú tienes que conocer el alma humana para no solo resolver la demanda, la necesidad, sino elevarla a lo más. La arquitectura empieza cuando has resuelto ya la inmediata necesidad y le das este plus que claro. es lo que nos hace ser humanos a diferencia del animal ¿no? el animal eh, resuelve necesidades nosotros tenemos una necesidad de poética de nuestro sentido de trascendentalidad y la arquitectura ha de dar este, este plus claro, ¿Eh? y viéndolo así también es una necesidad también la es una cuestión. necesidad porque es, es la, la esencia del ser humano ¿eh? que nos diferencia de los animales, nuestra, sí. nuestro sentido de, de nuestra trascendentalidad. Sí, muy interesante pensarlo así. Bueno, Carmen, pues muchas gracias. Thank you, Carmen. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.